Welcome to the Authority Building Content Podcast by One Stone Creative, and it is a special episode today. We have a guest expert. But first, I'm going to tell a story about my business partner, Megan, and she might kick me for it later, but if you're like me, you're going to be shocked, shocked about what the proudest moment in Megan's life actually is. So you'd think the answer would be building this business together, but no. And it's not her 65 thriving houseplants or that she makes the best vegan pie crust ever. It's not even that she remembers to send Christmas cards to everyone she knows every single year. Her proudest moment was getting her driver's license and the fact that she can drive a car competently and safely. For real. Like, I've been driving since I was 12, which kind of was illegal, but that's beside the point. Unlike many North Americans, Megan didn't get her license when she was a teenager, and she didn't even do it in her 20s. Megan didn't get her driver's license until she was 30 years old, and at the time I'm recording this, it's still just a probationary license. Now, I had no idea of this, but driving terrified Megan. She literally had situational anxiety around driving a car, and it seems like a magical skill that really talented and impressive people had— in other words, me. <laughs> and it was just beyond something she could do. She's so going to kick me later. But that didn't stop her. Megan really wanted to learn. So she signed up for driver's ed, which she hated. Her instructor despaired of teaching her and she panicked and snapped at him incessantly. She would audibly moan when changing lanes. And Lord help her, she flung her hands away from the wheel when he said, release it as you're turning. I can imagine the innocent look of shock on her face as she replied, but there's a car coming at intersections when they were the ones waiting on her because it was her turn to go. Yeah, that driving instructor definitely deserves a badge of honor, but he did give her a great education and Megan got her license. So you might be wondering, where the heck am I going with this? Megan got a great deal of good advice, which was applicable beyond operating a motor vehicle. And maybe you can relate to this last little anecdote. When she was trying for about the zillionth time to back into a parking space, the instructor got frustrated and said, stop trying to turn while you're not moving. You can't change directions unless you're moving. You can't change directions unless you're moving. True words, true in driving and true in creating content. And that brings us to the topic for the day. Analysis or decision paralysis often gets in the way of our efforts to create content. It's tempting to wait until you've planned and strategized every possible angle for what you want to create before jumping in and doing it. We're afraid of wasting time or making the wrong decisions or just doing the long, unending work of consistent content creation. And it's totally understandable. But you can't change directions if you aren't moving. You can't see what's working and alter it if you're not doing anything. To really learn if a strategy will work, you have to start it. So Megan sat down with Gail Lance, officially the owner of WorkMatters.com, author of Take the Bull by the Horns, creator of the My Daily Coach app, noted speaker and leadership consultant, and unofficially, at least according to us, the queen of repurposing. Try different things. If it doesn't work, make a little turn. Keep going do keep the content flowing because that's what will help you achieve what you want. You can't, you know, you can't achieve your goals unless you're in motion, right? I forget the exact quote. 
I'm not kidding about Gail being the queen of repurposing. Blog posts became a book. Newsletters became conference handouts. Articles became emails. Common questions became an app. And here is how it happened. Kind of going with my gut in terms of what I like to write about. For example, the app was something that I just thought that would be nice to have a simple notification going out to my market and um, my app, my daily coach is just a one question or one little thought to, to get people to think positively or to challenge their thinking. It's not a complicated app, but I thought that would be something relatively easy for me to do. And within a couple of days, I put all my content in an Excel spreadsheet, just boom, boom, boom. I can come up with 50 questions off the top of my head that people need to be asking themselves. And people. It was so funny because other people would say, gosh, it must have taken you forever to create all that content. But because it's my expertise and and their questions that I ask my clients all the time, it was just a very natural kind of free flow way for me to produce that content. Because then the thought of content in a book is just makes you want to take a nap. So, but then it dawned on me over two or three years and and the times when I was more consistent about putting out Uh, my content, that I had all these different pieces of great insight. They were not organized. So I had to take all of my different blog posts and kind of map it out and then try to categorize what made sense to put together a book that was an easy read for my market. Now, right now, my market and uh, for the past, you know, at least 10 years or so, has been managers and executives that are very busy. So I put together everything in, in this book, Take the Bull by the Horns, but I just wanted to show you like the table of contents because that'll give you <laughs> an idea of how I had to, to literally map this out. Half of the book is personal growth and, then, and half is about growing your business. So I ended up kind of having two main categories for that because I realized that everything I was writing about was a blend of both. So I had to kind of separate out the content that fit in those two categories and then break it down further. So the hardest part for me was the organization of the content after I've written it. If I had it to do over, I would have probably thought about the book first. And a lot of experts recommend that, that you're really piecing out parts of your book to your audience, you know, which is then becomes the book and you can be more strategic but to me it was it was it was more of an afterthought after two or three years of writing and it's really something that's helped me also kind of elevate my positioning in the marketplace to just say I'm an author Um, people don't have to know that this was mainly a compilation of blog posts that I had already written nobody cares so oh and then I took that and I converted that content, I forgot, to an audio book. I read it. I went into a studio and I read the whole book. It's 52 chapters, so it was very digestible. Even in hard copy, I started a a hard copy newsletter for a while too. That exhausted me as well and became kind of expensive for me. And then the, the challenge for me is I really didn't know at the time my market was shifting around so much from individuals to organizations. Uh, I've never worked from a list. Um, and if you have a newsletter, you really do need to have kind of a, a consistent list and stay in front of them. But those pieces, because I stopped using the newsletter as a direct mail piece, I started using them as handouts for speaking engagements. You know, I, like if I had all this content on how to do strategic planning, 
And I wasn't sure who to send out this, you know, beautiful hard copy newsletter to for a while. I, I would do a speaking engagement on that topic. And then I'd, I'd already have my, you know, sample newsletter. It's awesome to be able to look back at a content archive and take what's there and turn it into something new. That hits on one of the key principles we work on at One Stone Creative, knowing when to reuse and when to repurpose. Reusing is when you take something and put it into a new context. Repurposing is when you take the most important parts of something and rework them into something new. That is an important distinction that differentiates the amateurs from the pros. Knowing when to reuse, like when Gail took her newsletters and turned them into handouts, and when to repurpose, like when she took all those blog posts and organized them into a fresh and interesting book, is how you're going to get the maximum mileage out of your own content. So that's how you repurpose a bunch of content that you have, but what if you don't have years worth of content to draw on? While staying in motion matters, making smart choices about what to create, when and why is an important consideration. You want to be strategic in your choices and try to plan in advance how to get multiple uses out of each asset you produce. For practical purposes, use what you have to your best advantage. If you've got a massive archive, you'll have the work of sorting through it, but it's already there. If you have a blank slate, you have the pressure of dealing with a blank slate, but you can strategize in advance on how to get the most out of your efforts. The only bad place to be, as far as it comes to content, is doing nothing or doing a lot of work and not telling anyone about it. Well, that's been a, a bit of a challenge for me because I, I have not been all that strategic. I will. I have my own e-newsletter that people can sign up for. So those are people who've kind of raised their hands and said, yes, I want to hear from you. And so they'll they'll get an article from me. I then repurpose that content and put it on my blog, on on the workmatters.com blog. And then um, LinkedIn is another source that I use for my market. For all the time you spend creating, you should be spending probably an equal amount of time promoting. That's the rule of thumb that gets the best results, and almost no one does. Because it's hard. It can be demoralizing, or it can be drudgery. But it matters, and it makes a difference. When you're present on your blog, in your podcast, or on social media, people start to associate you with your area of expertise. They know you'll be likely to have an answer to a question or be able to help them with their problem. Your content can work for you long after it's been published but only if you let people know it's there. Just today, there was a client that was struggling with issues related to corporate culture. And I just started Googling, you know, I ended up on on all the big name websites. And I thought, I need to Google my own name with that topic. (laughs) And then I could find, you know, it was an afterthought, but I thought I've had so much content out there. And it's always great to show your client, yes, you know, I've written about this. And to know that even though I may have written this five or 10 years ago or longer, a lot of the content is still evergreen and it's new to them because it's the first time that they're experiencing this issue. So to not write content and then think, okay, I have to keep creating and creating. It's being able to repurpose what you've done. So whether you're starting completely fresh or beginning the task of repurposing everything you have, just remember. I know some of your listeners are newer in their business and it's really easy to get down on yourself and figure out why isn't this you know, happening faster? 
what can I do differently? And it's just, just keep moving and figuring it out because um, you just never know what you have planted will, will grow later too. And I've been surprised by that. Some of the content that I've had out there forever and somebody stumbles on it and um, they might be in touch with me because of something that, that I've written uh, a long time ago. So don't dismiss anything. Just keep, keep your content visible in whatever way that you can. Find out more about Gail Lance at workmatters.com, where you can read her blog, get the app, buy her book, and reach out if you or your bosses need executive and leadership coaching. All right, so your action step for today is to take a good long look at what you have. Open up your blog or the folder on your hard drive and see what you've put out into the world. Review your old email sequences, look at your courses, watch your old YouTube videos. Give yourself a good internal audit about what you have done. Don't worry about reusing or repurposing it just yet. Just make sure you have a handle on the scope of your content archive. Dollars to donuts, you've got more than you think you do. And we've got some information and resources about how to do all that. Head on over to authoritybuildingcontent.com slash 20. That is the number 20, authoritybuildingcontent.com slash 20. So look Gail up and as always, don't be a stranger. You can reach out by email and find us on social media. 